0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Can you please stand to your feet as we make the declaration? If you're visiting with us for the very first time, just follow on the overhead as we do the declaration. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Say, keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Maybe as a child of God, you are going through some challenges and difficulties. That's sometimes normal. But when you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason for you to rejoice. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to share a message that was actually ignited in my spirit during the time when I was away. A message that's really important for us as Christians to understand because. A lot of things that God will do in us and through us will not be publicly known. Some of your best moments that you'll have with God will be on your own. Some of the revelations that you'll have will be on your own. And that's the way that God operates. The God that we serve is the invincible God of power and might. Cannot see him is because he is spirit. Spirit but we honor him because he is God. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6 verse 15, which he who bring about at the proper time. he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Turn to the person next to you say, King of kings, Lord of lords who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, who no man has seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Family, listen to me. You need faith to be able to worship the invincible God of power and might. You need faith to lift up holy hands and to bless the King of kings and the Lord of Of lords. That's the kind of faith that pleases God. Amen? Coming together like this, raising our hands. Jesus, I love you. Father, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. This is the kingdom way. This is the kingdom way. Cannot see it, but you feel a prompting and you do it. The book of Matthew says, Your Father who is in secret who looks down and sees what you are doing in secret that nobody knows about, will come and reward you openly. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Oftentimes what you are doing that nobody knows about, heaven is aware of it. I want to salute especially single parents moms and dads that raise their kids on their own that feel unseen all the things that you do heaven is aware Amen you know in a world right now everybody wants to be seen on Facebook on social media how many likes that I get who commented how many thumbs up am I talking to the right people here today It's the world that we live in. We want to be seen. We want to be noticed. But the world that we live in, and this, is sometimes very different. You can be invisible and yet be priceless. My sermon topic for today is hidden yet priceless. Pastor Craig said it so nicely. He said, you can be invisible, but yet invaluable. You can be unseen, but yet irreplaceable. Am I talking to the right people here? Because this is the Christian way. Never feel invisible. Never feel what you are doing does not have any value. The praise that Hannah prayed for Samuel. Unseen. Would he have become the great man of God if she had not prayed those prayers that nobody knew about, only heaven. Sometimes we are busy with assignments before God that we think are unseen, nobody knows about. But they have tremendous value. I want to tell you, you might feel hidden but you are priceless you are priceless turn to the person next to you say you might be hidden you might be unseen you could even feel invisible but i want to assure you you are priceless you are invaluable you are irreplaceable nobody can succeed in this life without good inspired informed people to help us, because everything that God has made is linked to each other. For these eyes to be able to see you, you need to sit there. For the ears to hear, there needs to be music. This thumb is connected to the hand, the hand to the arm, the arm to the elbow, the elbow to my shoulder, the shoulder to the body. The thing is, when we look outwardly, we think the hand is one of the most important things because it can hold things and pick up things. Your eyes can see, maybe your mouth can speak. But the Bible teaches us the most valuable, the most precious of the members are the ones that you cannot see. We all want to be seen, but those that are not seen, those are the most important ones. Those members taking care of your children right now in the children's church that we don't see, we don't hear, very precious, priceless. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 23. Let's pray. Precious Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that your people will hear your voice upon my voice, O Father, that their hearts Be open to receive it with meekness so that change can take place in our lives. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Verse 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. If you win, I win. If you happy, I'm happy. This is how the body works. You don't see the heart, but without the heart, nobody can be alive. The members that we don't see are busy working and doing their part. They are honorable members. The Bible says that we should be like that in the body of Christ, not always wanting to be seen. Can I have one amen? Yes. <laughs> To be an honorable member everybody wants to be a strong hand legs that can dance but these legs cannot dance if there's not a heart beating if there's not veins where the blood can f- flow through amen and that's how the body should operate turn to the person next to you say get ready to reset your faith you know christianity is all about the heart the purity of our hearts, how pure you can keep your heart right till the end. That's what it's all about. As members of the body of Christ, we are called to be a part of the body to do our part. Ephesians says when every member finds its rightful place, the body will start to edify itself in love. Not a pastor stand here edifying you, building you up. But when you find your rightful place in the body of Christ, the body will edify and build itself up. In the book of Philippians 2, the Bible says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with a mind of humility, consider one another as more important than yourself. Consider other people more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others. How would... The N1 looked tomorrow morning, if we drove with that kind of an attitude. Said, please, you can take, move right in front of me. But imagine we had that mindset to consider other people more important. You want to move in front of me? I consider you more important. Go ahead and do it. How much better will the world be? this is what the Bible asks of us. We don't often see this in people, amen? Imagine we can see that in a whole church where people start reporting and saying, you know, that church, they put other people first. They consider the community more important than themselves. Imagine the impact that that kind of a church, the body of Christ, can have in a community, The Bible says we should have that kind of a mindset. Paul said, though, in Philippians 2, he said, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Paul said, I found one that was Timothy, who had this kind of a mindset, this kind of an attitude. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. He was very secure in who he was. He could just go and help. The King James says, who will naturally care for you. It was in his nature to put other people first. Talks about his proven character. When I looked at this, I said, wow, God, give me the grace to be a Timothy. We always want to quote Timothy. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We love to quote that. But Timothy had a proven character. He put people first. Amen? Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to take the challenge? You know what's the good news? To be able to do that, you need the help of the Holy Spirit because man, by his own nature, does not want to do that. Amen? I'm taking this parking, not you. Amen? But with this kind of an attitude, when you think and consider other people more important than you, by all means, please, have the parking. And let people see the Jesus' attitude and character in us as I was looking at this, and this message started to challenge me, turn to the person next to you and say, buckle up. Say, it's about to get bumpy. And the word of God's going to challenge you. I said, God, show me more examples. And as we were there, I discovered an example here that challenged me beyond anything. Jonathan, Jonathan, the friend of David His father was the king. Now I want you just to think about this for one minute. His father is the king, and he's the eldest. He is the rightful heir to the throne. Jonathan is supposed to become the next king, but he becomes unseen, hidden but priceless. To David. He said, we need more people like that. He became the one who helped David to catapult him into his destiny. He had the full right to claim it. But he said, I'm going to help David. God has anointed him. God has called him. I'm going to help him. David was a shepherd boy. I mean, his his parents, his brothers, thought so little of him that when Samuel came, they didn't even invite him to the meal. They said, all the family, it's a family meal. Come be a part. And they leave him with a sheep. Ever felt rejected by family? Just go look at King David. So he's just there with a sheep. He needed Jonathan to teach him the protocol of how to be a king. Jonathan did not have to do that. He had his path cut out for him. He was heir. It was his inheritance. He could have ignored David, but he did not. He became invisible, but yet priceless in his life. He was the one Who sat next to the king's table and knew when Saul wanted to kill him and he could warn him and say, You have to get away. How many people have got that kind of an attitude? He considered David more important than himself. When I looked at this and meditated upon this, I thought, Wow, how many people would do that? That's mine. It's legally mine. How dare you, David? Never did that. Turn to the person next to you, and say, hidden, hidden. Yet, priceless. yet priceless. You know, David himself was hidden, unseen by his family. When Samuel came to anoint a king, he said, I want to see all of the family, a family meeting. They invited everybody except him. Anybody else? Samuel says, is there anybody else? "Uh, Oh, yeah, there's, there's David. There he's out with the sheep, but forget about him. He's unseen. David understood the value of being unseen. It was in the unseen moments, times, where God trained him and showed him how to kill a lion, and how to kill a bear that prepared him one day to kill a giant. The moments, the times where you feel unseen, invisible, God's eyes are upon you. Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you, say, you might feel invisible, but you are valuable. So you might be hidden but you are priceless. So you might be unseen, but you're irreplaceable. You have a God assignment. Can I say something? Give me an usher, 6.30 in the mornings where nobody sees him, but he is here, unseen. Nobody knows about him, but he's invaluable he makes things happen, hostesses coming in, making sure the toilets are clean, can I have one amen, amen. ladies, just give the Lord a hand for them, amen. amen, you walk into the bathrooms and it's smelling clean, the toilets are clean, the basins are clean, didn't see them do it, but they are busy cleaning doing their part, serving, may be hidden, but they are priceless. This is the Jesus way. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, this is the Jesus way. Some of you are ready to be Jonathans. Some of you are ready to be Jonathans. You know, Matthew 20, 26, the Passion Translation says, but this is not your calling. You will be led by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Verse 27, because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. What does God look at? He can see we've got a servant's heart. For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. God looks and he can see we've got a servant heart. God himself, Jesus, the word manifested, he became a man. But when he came to this earth, he came as a servant to serve you and me. We should have that kind of a mindset, that kind of a heart. We are called to serve. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are called to serve. a matter of fact, the Bible says the greatest honor is reserved for those with a servant's heart. Those that are saying, I'm, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to help. I'm ready to do something. Amen? Not managers, not people telling you what to do with your hands, but people that will come and say, these are the best two hands to do the job. Can I have one amen? amen? Let me give you some advice. I taught my children this from a young age. I said, the best two hands to do anything are these two hands. If you can do something yourself, do it yourself. Amen? That's just some good advice. Keep that servant's heart willing to help and to serve. Amen? Jesus has got that heart to serve, that heart to help. That's what it's all about. a matter of fact, Jesus came to serve everyone, not just Christians, everyone, to help people from other religions, people that are different than you. We sometimes have a challenge just to help those that are around us, but what if God wants us to do far more and beyond than that? Are we ready to do that? Are we ready to say, I'm here to serve God? Can I put a challenge out to you? How do we do this practically? Why don't you go and identify somebody that you can be a Jonathan to? Where you can be hidden, but you help them fulfill their destiny. Is that okay? Can you go find somebody and say, I'm going to help somebody fulfill their destiny. Even though I might be unseen, nobody will know, but I'm going to see how I can help somebody fulfill their destiny. So that they can catapult in what God has called them to do. Because what you make happen for others, God will make those things happen for you. That's a servant heart, laying down his life so that change can come into people's life. Maybe let me add something to that. Why don't you go and get somebody saved? Get somebody to serve Jesus, accept Christ Jesus. Identify somebody, pray for them. Invite them to church or pray a prayer with them and lead them to the Lord. Win somebody for the kingdom of God because if somebody is in relationship with God, their lives automatically will change. Are you ready to accept that challenge? You know, I can preach this and you can say, that's a nice message. We learned something about Jonathan. But we should be able to go out and make a difference. You know, I've said to my wife as I came back, I always tell people, come and just visit us for six weeks and see what what we're all about. And I said, you know what? Six weeks commitment is not going to work for me anymore. I said, I am going to tell people, come for a year. A year is nothing. If somebody will give a commitment for a year, I'll guarantee you your life will change. If you sit under this worship for one year, that anointing will destroy every yoke in your life. I promise you. The anointing in this place will destroy every yoke. This word, if you receive it with meekness into your heart, will save your soul. It will change your way of thinking and your behavior. And you will go out and have an impact in this community. Your life will never be the same. Are you ready to take that challenge? I'm telling you now, I'm going to, some people that's not in churches anymore, the unchurched, offended people, say, give me a year. What is a year out of the rest of your life? It's nothing, man. We, We passed half of this year. You blink your eyes and a year's gone. Challenge people and say, come sit for a year. Just a Sunday. Just come and be in God's presence and see what God will do. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you now, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. We don't have to water it down. It's a time right now where God is drawing a clear line. He's coming back for his church. So we have to get people back into church. Amen? Amen? For a year, watch us online. Watch us online for a year. Listen to the messages. Pray with us and see what God will do in your life. Are you ready for that? Two-fold challenge. Be a Jonathan. Have an impact on somebody's life. Help them fulfill their destiny. Amen? Amen. Number two, get somebody saved. Get somebody back into church. Be a soul winner. Amen. You know, when I looked at this, David being helped by Jonathan, helped by Jonathan, after Jonathan was not even around anymore, his kindness and his goodness towards David had an impact on his children's children. Jonathan's son experienced the kindness of David Because of what he did. Because David could understand the value of his friend that became invisible, that became unseen, but yet was very valuable in his life. Listen to 2 Samuel 9 verse 1. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Turn to the person next to you and say, Jonathan's sake. Wow, Jonathan became unseen. Jonathan became hidden, became invisible. He did not become the king, but he became valuable, became irreplaceable, became priceless. 2 Samuel 9, verse 7. So David said to him, when he appeared before him, he was fearful. He said, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. For Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at the table continually. I think it's Mephibosheth came into the presence of David fearful. And he said, I remember how your dad became invisible. How your dad became unseen but you will not be unseen. You will sit at my table every single day and I will restore back to you not only your father's, but your grandfather's land and possessions. It will be a blessing to you. You became invisible. It was done in secret. This is an open reward. This is the way that God operates. This is the way that God functions. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. We need this kind of a mindset, this kind of a heart to go out and to change people's lives. Amen. Yes. To be a Jonathan that will help. But when you do that, God is impacting generations to come because what you do that seems ordinary in the natural it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit. Not just on you, but on generations to come. Amen. Yes. Our faithfulness our hearts to serve and to help and to put other people first, God sees it. The God in heaven that looks in secret and see what you're doing in secret, he will help you. Can I just say this? Where people have helped you in secret to fulfill your destiny, make sure you go back and honor them and even their children. Amen? Amen. Go and be a blessing to them. Amen? Go and be a blessing to their children. I'm going to close with this. 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Passion Translation says, Every believer has received grace gifts. The gifts that you have is because of the grace of God. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many colored tapestries of God's grace. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God was speaking this word through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength God, has, God gives you. So that in everything, God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. For to him belong the power and the glory forever through all ages. Amen. Amen. The gifts that God has given you, use it. To be a blessing in people's lives. Use those gifts to serve others. Amen. The graces God gave Jonathan, he used it to help his friend David. A matter of fact, what he did saved David's life. Saved David's life, showed him the protocol and how to be a king, how to behave as a king. The Bible says he behaved more wisely. You know what's one of the things that David did? David always protected his heart in the secret place. Remember Psalm 51? Lord, create in me a pure heart and a contrite spirit. Imagine David got offended with Saul. What would he have done to Saul? What would he have done to Jonathan and his children if he was offended with him? Turn to the person next to you and say, keep your heart pure in the secret place. A matter of fact, the Bible says when you come to God to present your gift and you know your brother's got something against you, go make right. Go fix your heart. Because if you leave that offense, it could be detrimental. Amen? David was a man that kept his heart pure in the secret place. The book of Acts says that he served his whole generation, he served his whole generation. Wow. Turn to the person next to you, say, protect your heart. Say, don't get offended. A servant's heart sets you up. I mean, I can use so many examples. Elijah Elisha. Elisha was known as the servant of Elijah. He served, he became invisible. Who did double the amount of miracles? Elisha. So serving, laying down your life and helping, it might seem like an ordinary thing but it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit where God is working in you and through you to do far more abundantly what you could ever imagine, ever dream. So I want to say thank you to the ushers, the hostesses, the media, the children's church. I mean right now you're seeing the scriptures up here. A picture of me there. There are people sitting upstairs, hidden in a little room. (laughs) Unseen, but priceless. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for them. Well done, guys. So, you might be unseen, but you're replaceable. You might feel hidden, but you're priceless. Like Pastor Craig says, you might be invisible, but you're invaluable. I want you to know that. I'm closing with this. It's our secret time with God that lays the foundation for every day. Your devotional time determines your emotional life. Can I say that again? Your devotional time, your secret time with God determines your emotional life. Because it's there where God will tell you, you are loved. It's there where God will tell you, I've got the good things planned for you. The things I'm thinking towards you are not evil, but it's peace, a future, and a hope. It's what you do in secret, even as you pray in secret. God says, I will reward you openly. Whatever you do in secret, the God that sits in secret, looks down and he sees what you are doing and he'll reward you openly. Let's take the challenge. Can I see your hand? Will you take the challenge? Are you going to take the challenge to become a Jonathan to one person and say, I'm going to identify somebody that I can just help catapult them into their destiny? Amen? And number two, win somebody for Jesus. Amen? Get somebody saved. Get somebody planted in a church. And yourself make a commitment a year. Just to come and sit in God's presence, get an unchurched person into the presence of God and see their lives change. You might feel unseen, but I promise you, you are priceless. You might feel hidden, but you are irreplaceable, invisible, but you are invaluable Selah. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Every person that you've handpicked, oh Father, any person, anywhere that's ever felt unseen or hidden or invisible, Father, we ask, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon them and let them know that they are invaluable, that they are priceless, that they are irreplaceable, and that you are busy perfecting everything concerning them. Whatever they're doing in secret, Oh Lord, that they will know and be assured that you will reward them openly in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.